You know, I, I begin to think about this scripture and this story. And I guess what triggered it was the election. It seems like America's going down. Seems like the more we pray and the harder we pray and the more we hope for, the further down America gets and the further away from God. I thought about last night as Brother Richard was preaching down there and, and I was telling Beardy when he first started, uh, he read the scripture, then he got to talking about the number one sought-after book in the world. And he got off on Facebook. Facebook is the number one sought-after book in the world today. And I thought, Brother Richard's lost his mind. Where's he going with this? What's he doing? And I thought about as he told who all was seeking after Facebook and why and all of these things. I mean, he went into length about these things and who all was seeking it, uh, the rich, the poor, uh, those that are learned and unlearned, uh, those that live in, this, in America and all around the world. Facebook is sought after. And I, I, it got deathly quiet in that church. And I thought, man, he's meddling. He's lost his mind. But then he began to preach about the book. America is going down because of the book. This book says it's going to wax worse and worse. And that's exactly what it'll do. The Bible said for you and I not to be dismayed that it waxing worse and worse because the book told us it's going to. And I thought about Jonah as this scripture, and you've heard us preach on it, you know that we preach on going down. She's a going down. He was going down to Joppa. He went down in the ship. He just kept going down and down and down. He went down in the sea, down in the belly of the fish. He was always going down instead of going up, wasn't he? And I thought about here in, in this book, in, in chapter number 1, if you'll read with me, verse number 3, But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarsha from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. See, America's trying to get away from the presence of the Lord. Brother Terry and I was talking today and he was giving me some stats and he's going to bring me a copy of it. He'd been doing a study on it. 51% of the babies born in America are born without a dad in the home. Marriage, outside of marriage. 51 babies out of 100 is being born outside of wedlock. 39%, if I remember correctly, don't even have a man in the home. So 39 out of 100 don't even have a man involved in their life. And he told me other stats, and I thought, boy, how much further down can we get? We're getting further and further away from the presence of the Lord like Jonah was here. Jonah was running from his duty. I believe churches are running from their duty. Amen. We're not teaching the things that we should be teaching even at churches 
And I use that term lightly tonight because I don't consider a lot of them churches. They're organizations. Amen. They might as well be the Moose Lodge in a lot of cases. And even worse than the Moose Lodge. At least the people at the Moose Lodge know they're drunks. But those folks in certain churches think they're going to heaven. The brother said it there tonight, what Richard said, and I'd never thought of it in that aspect. Everybody's going to heaven. Everybody don't get to stay. They're going to be judged and turned into hell. From the presence of God, they'll be absent. Because sin has separated them from the love of God. And we see that he's going down to Joppa when he should have been going to Nineveh. Now think about it tonight. You think about others in the Bible that went down. Ruth and Naomi's story that Brother Jason preached on. They left the house of bread and went where? They went down. They went out of the presence of God and it cost a husband and two sons out of the presence of God. You think about as David walked away and and tried to conceal his sin. He's getting further down and further down away. Then you go back to even Adam and Eve. They had to hide from the presence of the Lord. And any time you're hiding from the presence of God, you're going down, friend. You're not gaining ground. Oh, I, I remember several years back, somebody told me, oh, if we'd do this here in the church, we'd gain a few. I said, no, we ain't doing that. Why? Why can't we do that? I said, don't line up with the Bible. If it don't line up with the Bible, I'm not going to stand with it. I'm not going to stand for it. If it don't glorify God, we don't need to do it at the house of God. Amen. I mean, it's all right to go out to the fellowship hall and have fellowship. Amen. And eat out there. But we shouldn't eat in here. Shouldn't make this a den of thieves. It's all right to go out to the fellowship hall and and have a movie night and popcorn and candy and whatever. That's fine. That's what it's for. But the house of God is not that. So I've been in trouble with a lot of folks because I wouldn't go down to their level. Oh, it's quiet, isn't it? In verse number 5, the Bible said, Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God. Mm. Are you with me? Everybody's got a God, don't they? They got a God, but they ain't got the God. Just like they don't have the book. Amen. I, I thought about that, Brother Hart, as I read this story. How many gods do you know of that people that you know of worship? Now think about what I just said. Uh, we, we know that there is so many gods in America anymore. And we have to accept. Why don't they have to accept our God? Why don't they have to call upon our God? Why why is our God looked down on and and every God has a right but Jesus Christ don't have the right to be in school anymore? Why is that? 
Why can they talk about Muhammad and the Muslim? Why can they talk about our Buddha and his big fat belly? But they can't talk about Jesus. It's going down. America's going down, folks. We may not want to admit it, but America's getting further and further and further away from God. In my lifetime, how's it changed? How's it changed in your lifetime? I remember the very first commercial when they showed a bra on television. Oh, that was the talk of the whole town. I was trying to remember the lady's name, but I can't remember her name. They called her the full-figured woman. And, and that was, now a bra on television is the least of your worries. Amen. Now you think about that. Our cartoons show more than that. And depict ungodly, unholy situation. And they're forcing it upon us. Hey, America's going down. America's getting low. But don't be dismayed about it. It's got to come to pass. And I read in this scripture here, as it said, And the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wires that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah, but Jonah, now the one that was causing the trouble was asleep. <laughs> I, I thought about that as I read this. You know the one that always causes the trouble don't never get on the front line, do they? No, no, no. They're always hiding. <laughs> uh, uh, election's a good time to hide it, ain't it? Woo, preacher, you ought to be preaching like that. Well, I'm going to preach it anyhow. They try to hide their past sin. Their record is their record, amen. I mean, here these guys are praying to their God, and Jonah, the only one that knew a real God, was asleep. Why? He knew he was in the wrong place to start with. He's trying to hide from the presence of God. I thought about this. How in the world was he asleep when that ship was being tossed like that? How many's ever been on a boat being tossed? Ain't no fun, is it, Richard? When they have to shut the engines down to go over the next wave, and then it comes plumb halfway over the boat. Yeah. And he's throwing the coal so he can climb up. Did you see down there in Florida tonight? 27 to 30 foot waves from this hurricane. Can you imagine 27 foot? Hello. It ain't about 12 foot from there to there. So it's over twice that high. Imagine a boat trying to climb that. Knowing on the other side he's got to go down. You take a... A 27, 30 foot wave and, and an 8 or 10 foot swell, that means the bottom is 10 foot lower than the sea level. So you got a 40 foot drop. Yeah, when you cross over, you're going down 40 foot. Whoo, you're talking about getting seasick. How in the world was he asleep? How many of us has run from the presence of God and we've slept right through it? Paid no attention to it. God trying his best to wake us up, talk to us, get us to do right. And America's went to sleep on God. Churches have went to sleep on God. They quit teaching the old past. 
You know why? It's not popular, Chris. We got to get this new modern light show and smoke show, and uh, we want a preacher that's got a nose ring and and uh, gauges in his ears and all of this stuff, and and we got to have him have tattoos all over him and and have his hair spiked up and and rags he wants to wear. God help us. Jonah was running from the presence of God, and it was his troubles and his trials and his tribulation that had the whole ship in danger. Some people sit in church and say, my problems don't affect nobody. Jonah's did. His problem from running from God in danger. Did you read with me there? Do you know what wires is? The things they was going to sell. Their money. They throwed it overboard trying to save their life. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Ain't that what the word of God said? So they were willing to throw over their money to get right so they could survive. And here the man that was cause of it all, sound asleep. Mmm. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. So the ship came to him, the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise. Now notice what he said. Call upon thy God. You know what he's saying? We've tried everything else. Maybe yours will work. Are you with me? If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow come and let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. You want to know why evil is upon America? How many heard today that they captured at the port of entry which means the shipping a whole tractor and trailer load of fentanyl? Do you know how many billions of dollars that is? A tractor and trailer load of fentanyl? They told how many tons? And then they told about the other, and I can't remember if it was cocaine or heroin or what it was, because I was blown away. What they said was that everybody's looking at the border and nobody's looking in the ports. And they're shipping it in and shipping containers slap full. Right under our noses, folks. Satan has got such a hold in America. Amen. I've said this and I'll say it again tonight. I wonder if we've just come to church and took blood tests, how many would fail it on account of alcohol and drugs? Let's start at the pulpit. How many preachers standing behind the pulpit would fail the drug test? Now think about it tonight, church. Can you call on your God? Why is this evil upon us? And the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thy occupation? 
and whence comest thou, and what is thy country, and of what people art thou? He didn't say, I'm a preacher. Did you notice that? He just said, I'm a Hebrew. Well, that told a lot about him. And I fear the Lord God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Are you with me? <laughs> he didn't think it was nobody's problem. He didn't even think it was his own. Listen, I don't know about you. I went out in Florida down there and rode a ship all the way 90 miles out. And we rode a storm every inch of the way. You think I didn't pray all the way out there? Oh, yes. I didn't get sick or nothing, but I prayed. Why? Hey, ships go down every day. That thing was 80 foot long. Why could have went down like a toothpick? Right? Rode that storm all the way out, thunder and lightning and raining. And I thought, how in the world are we going to fish when we get out there? That's what I thought. But they're going to take you out because you done paid your fire. You're going. They're going to get their money. You may not catch a thing. You may not wet a hook. But they're going. We got out there and it was clear as a bell where we was going to fish. The ocean looked like glass. I couldn't believe it. And I thought, wonder why. And I thought about this story and what I'd saw out there on the ocean. He said, I'm a Hebrew and I fear the Lord which made the heaven and the sea. Then were the men, what? Exceedingly afraid. Are you with me? Say amen. Turn to Jonah chapter number 2, if you will, and read number uh, verse 5 and 6. The waters come past me about even to the soul. The depths close me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottom of the mountains. The earth with her bars was above me forever. Yet, notice this, yet hast thou brought up my life. Are you with me? From corruption, O oh Lord my God. They throwed him overboard because he was the problem. And he went to the bottom. Weeds wrapped around his head. Now think about that. This man's in a mess. Isn't it funny that he has not yet called on the Lord? I don't know about you. When they get me picked up and fixing to cast me over. I done been praying. Lord, I know I'm the problem. I'm fixing to be thrown overboard so they won't be in trouble. And Lord, I know. I know, Lord, you know where I'm at. You know what a mess I'm in. Lord, just let me go ahead and repent. what I say, but not him. Not him. No, no, he ain't ready to repent. You know America's not ready to repent either. One other stat I want to give us tonight that I remember. In the 50 years Roe versus Wade, 61 million babies. Can I put that in perspective for you tonight? There is 16 states in America that equal 61 million people. 16 states we have killed. Now think about that. 
16 states we have put in a grave because it's our right. Jonah had went down because it was his right, right? He went down to Joppa. He paid the fire going to Tarsha. He's going down, down, down and never looking up. Now he's at the bottom of the mountains, it said. And he has to look up because there ain't no further down. What does he do? Isn't it something that we have to wait till we get so desperate? What are you saying, preacher? I'm preaching about America tonight and our churches. Isn't it funny that our churches never band together until we have a Gulf War? We never hear prayer. We never see churches full until we have a Gulf War. And mothers and daddies are praying for their children that they don't get killed. Why didn't you pray when he went in there? Why haven't you been praying every week? Why are you waiting to go to the bottom? Jonah was on the bottom. He went down about as far as he could go with his problem. Are you with me? He said, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered verse 7, chapter 2. I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came unto thee into thy holy temple. What does that mean? That means he finally got serious with God. Brother Chris, I wish to God. It may never happen, but it's my prayer that it does. That America would get so low to the bottom, the only place they could look would be up. You say, preacher, that's a hard thought. Friend, let me tell you something tonight. Would you rather see all your children go to hell with a pocket full of money? Ain't that what we're teaching? It's all right as long as it pays good. Remember what the brother preached? Just because it feels good don't make it right. Right? Oh, it's all right. <laughs> Tell us how we can get this. Right? Want to buy it? We're going to sell it. How do we get this kind of power? Wasn't that what Simeon said? Give me, give me this gift. I can use that. I can make money out of that. We got a world full right now making money off of God's back that has no God in them at all. They care less about souls. They're more interested in how many dollars and what kind of numbers. How do you know that, preacher? Because they told it on national radio that they kept a record of every message and how much money it brought in. And if it brought in a lot of money, they preached it again. I couldn't tell you what I preached last week. Why? Because I don't keep a record of it. I got the notes of it. I can preach it again. It won't be the same message I preached last week because I didn't record it and go back and memorize it. They even, I couldn't believe they were saying that on national radio. They even get down to if it helps uh, missions or the church or the children. And they had it categorized. Which message done the best for what? What about souls? What about souls? Dying and going to hell and they think they're all right because they give a few dollars to help a little child. 
Oh, we gave dollars to help build the sanctuary. That don't save souls. Somebody's got to get on their knees. Jonah finally got down to where he had to cry out unto the Lord. I wish to God America would cry out earnestly unto the Lord. And the Lord would hear their cry. You know why God don't listen to America? They're just mouthing it. They don't have any heart in it. You say, preacher, you're awful rough tonight. Hell's full of good intentions. I said, hell's full of good intentions. Oh, let me hurry. I know it's getting late. Are you with me? Say amen. Chapter 2, verse 10. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. Now, I'll tell you something. My God created the storm that he was in. How many do we know tonight that's in a storm created just for them because they're running from God? They're running. God spoke to them. They sat in the house of God. We've been praying for them to get back in the house of God. Their lives are falling apart. Things are falling apart. Nothing's going right. They're nearly to the bottom of the mountains. And we keep praying that they go all the way down so they'll cry out and God will hear their earnest prayer. How many's ever saw the movie A Million Cards? They call it the cards. Has anybody ever heard of it besides me? This is a true movie. It's overseas somewhere, and this young man has cancer in the brain. And they've operated. I'm talking about a young man. And his request to his mama, and his mama's request to the world was, just send him get well cards. And they set a goal of getting one million get well cards. One million. Now, my mind says that's impossible. To get a million people to spend money to buy a card and a stamp and write on it and send it to them. Well, he had been to several doctors. The cancer was getting worse. And his daddy was telling the mother, just give up, he's going to die. And mama wouldn't give up. You know how mamas are. Mama was hanging on. Mama was bringing in the cards. Mama was keeping count of the cards. And the little boy kept saying, one million, mama, one million, mama. And they kept on, and it kept getting worse. And the daddy, he's just lost all hope. He's done give up. He's walked away. He don't even go to the hospital no more. And she hears about a doctor in America. And she's done all she could do to get him to America, to that doctor up north somewhere. And they got him to the hospital. They run the test, and the doctor said, we're going to operate, we're going to take it out, and we're going to... See our and try our best to get it all. So they cut the little boy's head open. And they start to cut in his brain. And it goes clink. And that doctor looked around. 
said, maybe somebody left something in there from surgery before. And he started to cut again. It said clink. God turned that cancer to a pearl. Now you answer that one. You asked me one a while ago. How is that possible? So they sewed his head up. They had the pearl. There's no cancer there. There's no cancer there. So the doctor come out and the mother was astonished because this was going to be an eight or ten hour surgery. He ain't been in there 30 minutes. So she's thinking the worst, he's died. And the doctor said, I don't understand it. And he handed her the pearl. And she said, what's this? He said, that's his cancer. And he had to explain. He said, as soon as the scalpel touched the brain, it went clink. If God can do that. And the moral of the story was, the millionth card had come in in the mail while he was in the operating room. When they got him to America, they put him on national television. He's here, and all he wants is a get well card. Now you see Jonah, he's at the bottom of the mountain. Now think about this. The ocean is deeper than Mount Everest is high. I don't know how deep Jonah had to go before the fish scooped him up. But he said he was at the bottom of the mountain and weeds was wrapped around his head. Like that little boy, he was at the bottom. That was the last hope the young'un had was get to America to a cancer specialist. But see, God intervened. I told that story to say this. If we could get a million prayer warriors, what would God do for America? What would God do for charity's mission? Nebo, North Carolina. What would God do for America if we had one million earnestly praying and seeking God, not going down but getting up and looking up? What could God do? If God can turn cancer to a pearl, He can do anything. If He can save me from hell, He can do anything. If he can have a fish in the right place, the right storm, the right boat, and that fish can swallow a man, and the man can live inside of him three days, and then the fish vomit him out, are you with me? There ain't nothing impossible with God. But how far is the church going to have to go? And how far is America going to have to go before to look up? All I've heard all day long, there's no red wave. Oh, the red wave didn't happen. Can I tell you something, America? There's going to be a red wave one day. The blood's going to sweep over America. And he's going to take his spirit out of here and say, there it is, deal with it. 
And you can have this ungodly, unholy world because I won't be here. Because when the blood comes through, I'm leaving on that boat. And I ain't coming back till he lets me ride back. Now think about it tonight. How far down do you have to go before you'll look up? Turn with me if you will. I'll close tonight in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians tonight, chapter number 4. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse number 9. Said persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Are you with me? Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. Are you with me? Say amen. Second Corinthians chapter number 10 verse number 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And the next line and said, and having a readiness. They've tried to force it on us. They've tried to force us to accept this is the way it's going to be. Well, I got news for them. They don't have the last say-so. God has the last say-so. We may have to live in it, but we don't have to accept it. Chapter 3 in Jonah, verse number 1, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach, notice this, unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was exceedingly great city of three days journey. Are you with me? Say amen. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. I'll leave the rest of it to another day of preaching. There'll come a day when God will close the shop. Brother Herod, I like this about God. He's never closed shop without a warning. He's never closed shop without a warning. You think America ain't been warned over and over and over again. But yet they still come on national television and say, oh, you have to accept it. That's the way it is. They got their rights. Well, don't I have the same rights? If they say I have to accept it, don't I have the right not to accept it? Amen. I'm just telling the way I see it. If you say, I have to accept it, then I have the right not to accept it. 
I think that's equal. I may have to put up with it, but I don't have to accept it. I may have to live in it, I don't have to accept it. I may have to look at it, I don't have to accept it. Somebody was telling me the other day, they were somewhere in the city and two men was having sex on the street. You think they've come out of the closet? Right over here in Asheville, North Carolina. Delivering papers. Two men having sex on the street in Asheville, North Carolina. Do you ever think you'd see that day? But yet they come on national television and say, oh, we're doing the best we've ever done. The economy is the best it's ever been. America is the best that it's ever been. Hogwash. Hogwash. America's going to hell in a handbasket because it's turned its back on God. God said, go with me, and they went the other way. Churches are going the other way. They ain't preaching about Jesus and the blood and repentance. They're just preaching, oh, God's such a loving, merciful, kind, old gray-headed man sitting up there just waiting for you to come. You know he loves you just like you are. Yes, he loves you just like you are, but he hates a sin. He has no other choice. He hates sin. I asked you tonight, church, do you want your church to look up or keep going down? It starts with us as individuals. The Bible said if a house is divided, it shall fall. America's divided. America is truly divided. Common sense is not common anymore because there's no common sense at home. People are living in hell and promoting it as sainthood. They're living in sin and think they're all right with God. They're living shacked up, and yet they want you to pray for their children. They're doing drugs and alcohol, free lifestyle, but they want the blessings of God. Church, let's stand and pray for America and pray for each other. If God led you to come to the altar and pray, come tonight and pray. Father, I thank you for the privilege to stand here tonight and talk about a man that you had ordained God to go preach the word, but yet he went down and down and down and down to the bottom of the mountain before he ever realized God is going to have his way. So God, help us as we pray for America tonight that God, there's nothing, everything that was done yesterday You allowed it to be done for a reason. God, help us to stay true. Help us stay faithful. Help us stay with our nose in the book to keep our name in the book. God, help us to live the best we can, repent of our sins and our shortcomings and acknowledge, God, we're not perfect, but we ought to be striving. 
We pray for Charity Mission Free Will Baptist Church in Nebo, North Carolina, Dysertsville Community. God, we need you here. Lord, we don't want to go down to the bottom of the ocean before we cry out unto thee. So we're crying out tonight. Lord, help us tonight. Strengthen us. Lord, revival in us all, I pray. I pray, God, that we'll reach out to the lost. God, that we'll speak to them and invite them to come to church. Love them. Show them the love of God. That, Lord, they'll have a desire to come and see for themselves. God, help us, Lord, not to put them down, but lift them up in Christ Jesus to the point they'll have a desire to come. God, I knew I was a drunk when I was a drunk. I didn't need nobody to tell me I was a drunk. So, God, I thank you. I thank you for men of God that love me and encourage me. Like Brother Harold Revish here tonight. God, I thank you for him and how he loved me when I was lost and encouraged me by living in front of me. Thank you, Father, for these good folks here tonight. God, help us to live so before the world that they'll see Jesus. Help Charity Mission to be that light. And thank you, Father, for your love and mercy here tonight in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen, Amen, Amen.